Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey, one of the MCSCs at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Uh, feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, and we will do our best to help you out. And uh, you guys will probably listen to the Ray and Joe show like I do every morning coming into work. And, uh, of course, they had a esteemed guest, Mr. Blumenthal, is trying to save the world again and uh, trying to save us from the Merritt Parkway and Waze and Google sending down those truckers. So we have a little bit of audio, right, Matt, talking about what Mr. Blumenthal wants to do? So a truck that goes on the Merritt, is not just violating the law. They are literally on a bridge to nowhere. So all I'm asking is that Waves and Apple Maps and Google Maps include that information in the directions they provide. In other words, weight and height restrictions so that trucks that are now directed, literally they're directed from I-95 to the Merit. So they could argue plausibly it's not our fault, you know, GPS told us to do it. If they're sure. from out of state, oh, they have I didn't no way know that we could have that kind of thing. Letter to those big tech com- companies. What do you mean it's, it's not your fault? All right, yeah, you could put that down. You could put that down. Right, so to plausibly right. say that it's not your fault as the driver is just kind of stupid, well, blaming the navigation. If the navigation tells you to take a right turn and the right turn is into a storefront, do you turn? Right. Is it not your fault? <laughs> if there's a sign that says no trucks. Right, exactly. <laughs> okay. So I found that I found that whole thing ludicrous. And, you, and near the end of the uh, interview with Ray and Joe, you could, almost, you could hear Ray and Joe kind of saying, well, how's this going to really work? How's this going to do anything? I mean, Joe was having a hard time trying to trying to figure out what 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 would happen here how this would be of any benefit cuz cuz the problem is ways in google and apple maps yes they could be sending you down the Merritt parkway but they don't know what you're driving they don't know if you're riding on a vespa if you're riding a vw bug or if you're riding an 18 wheeler so if you put the little warning on the street that it says there's weight and height restrictions on the road it doesn't matter unless you know you're driving a commercial vehicle that shouldn't fit on that road well I got to tell you, yeah. I was kind of uh, getting ready to pull what's left of my hair out mm-hmm. during that conversation because I'm thinking, well, it should be an easy fix. And, you know, I don't use Waze that much. Right. I know you do. Yeah. But I use Garmin. Right. And there's a setting in Garmin. If you're driving a commercial vehicle, you hit the little checkbox. Right. And it, and it diverts you away from the uh, roads that 
are, are restricted. Exactly. So in Waze and, and all these other uh, apps, you can tell the, the uh, app what you're driving, except it doesn't give you the option for the commercial vehicle. And now, if, if Mr. Blumenthal gets that in there, that's great, okay? But you still got to actually check the box, right, Bob? <laughs> so if you're not capable of reading the sign that says, don't run down this road, do you think the user, the driver, the truck driver is really that capable of checking the box? Well, how many people actually read the manual? Well, exactly. <laughs> now, so yeah, go ahead, Mr. Blumenthal. Send your letters to all the IT guys. We geeks will fix your problems, right? We're the folks you want to fix the world's problems. Here's what TJ and I were talking a little bit about this on the uh, yesterday afternoon before, uh, just, just to discuss this issue. And TJ had a great idea, right? We here in Connecticut, we want to be the gantry state, right? Now, gantry is a nice little 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 bar hanging up over the road. And if you think about parking garages with low clearance, they have those headache bars, they're called, the low clearance bars. Let's just erect a gantry right there as you enter Route 15 with the clearance bar hanging down, a little PVC reminder that goes bang right into the top of the, the, the uh, cab as he drives through the gantry. And then do a second gantry. Bang. Hey, buddy, you're about to, you're going to hit a bridge and it won't go just, it won't be a nice bang. It'll be a, you're stuck under a bridge kind of bang. If they can't read the sign, just have a little PVC hanging down at that height. Whack that top of that cab and your problem is solved. It won't be the cab. It'll be the trailer. Whatever, whatever is the height, whatever is the thing that is too high will get whacked and it won't do any damage to anything. It's, you know, it might do some damage, but versus swing a. Swing on the hinge. Yeah, swing on a hinge, yeah. whack the truck. The guy yeah, hopefully you see, will hear it. If the it. government put, builds it, they'll build, build it solid so that it breaks, so they can send somebody out to fix <laughs> it. Yes, yeah, and 18 <laughs> crew members and seven seven state trucks lined up. And but, don't forget the supervisor. Exactly. But the point is, again, Mr. Blumenthal, that's not the problem. The problem is people and personal responsibility. You can go ahead and tell ways to, to, to set this up. And let's say they do. The user still, the user has to tell Waze, I'm driving an 18-wheeler today, not a Vespa. Well, yeah. <laughs> you got to do it. Otherwise, it's useless. I, the little I, warning on the, on the map is, is just as useless as your signs, clearly. On the tolls, yeah. I would suggest that if you look around as you're driving, mm -hmm. you might see that there's some of those little uh, things up there that look like toll gantries already there. Uh, I know, yeah. I'm wondering if they aren't. Already putting them in place. I hope not. I don't even know what you're talking about, but you're making. <laughs> no, me all we got to do is turn them on. Yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about. But the point is, we could solve this issue without some sort of high tech solution. And even if they did do this update, it's not going to solve a thing. So, thank you, Mr. Blumenthal. Go back to fixing the uh, whole thing with the epipens, or isn't that fixed by now? Or how about the thing with with uh, insulin and all that? Have you fixed all those problems oh, you were that, talking? That, I mean, that's not been in the headlines for months. Come on. Oh, that's true. Uh, I guess those problems are fixed. <laughs> He's on to. He's on to navigational issues on the Merritt Parkway. Thank you so much, sir. Headline du jour. What else do you got going on, Bob, in, in technology news? Okay. How, we talked about this off air, but yeah. how many trillion-dollar companies are you aware of? Trillion-dollar? Well, I'm aware of a, a few, thanks okay. to us talking of off air. <laughs> and I had them. I got three out of four, didn't I? Well, initially you had two. Two, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's four. Four trillion-dollar okay. companies. The original three, top three, were Apple, Amazon, and Microsoft. Yeah. But Alphabet has joined that exclusive club. Which is, which is Google, by right. the way. So... <laughs> Four trillion dollar companies. Four trillion dollar companies. And Google gives it away for free, so how are they making trillions of dollars if they're giving <laughs> to you everything for free? Hmm? It's called clickbait. Yeah. Tell <laughs> <laughs> so you're walking by a restaurant and you get an ad for that restaurant. Exactly. <laughs> 
Oh, it's just creepy what they're or doing. Or you mentioned when you were on vacation. Yeah, I was starting to get a cold, and all instantly in my news feed, the cold medicine shows up. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, those guys are getting smart, aren't uh, they? Yeah, they're just listening on my okay. pixel. Yeah. All right. What else is going on there, Bob? Well, uh, this one might be interesting. Yeah. Apple reveals worldwide national security requests for company data. Worldwide national security requests? Yes. Okay. Apple published- How many of them are coming at them, you mean? Yes. Yeah, okay. How many requests they get from governments? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it published its biannual transparency report Friday revealing how many requests were made worldwide by governments for user data. Between January 1st and June 30th, 2019, Apple said governments made 31,778 requests for devices. Wow. Around 500 more than in the first half of 2018. Mm -hmm. Apple provided data, including which customers are associated with which devices, as well as purchases, customer service, and repair info mm-hmm. to these governments 82% of the time. Sure. As spotted earlier by TechCrunch. Yep. Uh, once again, Germany made the most requests for devices, 13,558. Mm. Okay. The U.S. made 4,796 during the six months. Yep. Account requests for details of iCloud and iTunes accounts, for example, hit 6,480 in the six months. Wow. Apple handed over 85% of mo- of the time. Most came in from the U.S. at 3,619. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So Apple also provided details on national security-related security requests made by the U.S. under Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, FISA. Mm-hmm. Yep. During the six-month period, it received between 0 and 499 requests for FISA non-content data, such as subscriber and transactional information, between 11,000 and 11,499 users and accounts, and 0 to 499. FISA content requests such as photos, emails, device backups, uh, contacts, and calendars for up to 18,499 users and accounts. Mm. National security letters received from the FBI for things like subscriber data affected between 2,500 and 2,999 users and Mm -hmm. accounts with between 0 and 499 requests received. The letters are issued by the FBI without any oversight or approval by the courts. Interesting. So, And Apple's complying. Yeah, 85% of the time. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that is a, that is definitely an issue these days when it comes to, to our security. I know there's a, there's a, there's a big uh, issue in the news here where we're trying to go. There's a terrorist that uh, they're trying to get access to his cell phone. We got access to his cloud account. I mean, we've talked about how easy it is to get to the cloud. It's the local device they're having trouble getting access to because, of course, it's encrypted. And Apple says they don't have the key. And if they don't have the key, there is no magic you can produce to decrypt something that has a separate key. Uh, when, once it's encrypted, it's encrypted, period. There is no back door. Unless you have the key. Unless you've created a back door, which Apple says they have not. So yeah, but there's an Israeli firm that can get him to. They did, yeah. I heard about that. That's right. That was a whole. That was the whole uh, San Bernardino uh, attack. Yeah. So uh, all right, we're gonna step out for a break here, guys. Four lines all jammed up. You all woke up this morning. So Paul, Sandy, Nathan, and Rich, hang on. This is Computer Talk. We'll get right back. Good morning. This is Computer Talk. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Thank you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. I know you're out there getting your milk and bread before the, before the snow comes. And uh, we appreciate that. You must be up early out there getting that milk and bread so you're on the line with us this morning. Let's go to Rich on the landline. What's going on, Rich? Hey, good morning. 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 Good morning
morning. Let me turn down my radio here. Yeah, sure. Uh, how, how are you doing this morning? Doing fine, sir. How are you? Uh, better than I deserve. All right. I retired from transportation on Friday the 13th of December. Oh, congratulations. 30, oh, thank you. After 35 years, accident-free, nice. which equates to about three and a half to four million miles. Wow. You know, I worked with burial moving and storage out of Hartford and Praxair. Yeah. And a number of factions of the transportation industry. So did they ever try to send you down the Merritt Parkway, Rich, and you said, you know what, I'm going. I'm going for it. Well, see, when I started, <laughs> we had more common sense than they have now. Ah, that's, that is true. It is not as common as it used to be. It's uncommon I sense. I got low viaduct guide for, for Chicago, which is notorious for low bridges. Yeah. And I've got map books for the entire country. Yeah. Um, I bought my first GPS out west someplace, like in California. Yep. PC Miler, which oh, yeah. they don't update those anymore. Right. PC Miler is busy making programs for trucking companies. Yeah, logistics programs, yep. Yep, and now these drivers today, it's a new breed. <laughs> There's less common sense. Yeah. And uh, just so, the same thing with people that you know drive their cars and right. whether they're driving cars or whatever they're driving, you know they might have a thousand dollar Apple phone, but they don't have the common sense to go to Best Buy and get a Plantronics device. I hear you. So, so what you're saying, Rich, basically, is if, if Blumenthal's plan works, they're still gonna they're still gonna end up on the Merritt Parkway. Well, <laughs> <laughs> if these in my PC Miler when I when I bought that thing, it says. In the booklet, you have to use common sense. Of course. And not rely on just this device. Well, what do you think about the idea where we'd stick one of those headache bars, a gantry right there as you enter the uh, the Merritt Parkway that would bang your truck? With I a- think maybe re-educate this, these drivers because a lot of these drivers, like, you know, I hate to point any, you know, Swift got busted for operating a driving school in Illinois. Yeah. Would just pass, you know, they... They were paying the motor vehicle department to pass their drivers. Uh-huh. And these companies have guys training drivers, and the guys training them only have about six months' experience. Well, I would think that they're training the guys, them to how to. You... They shouldn't have a license to drive a nail, most of them, to begin with. <laughs> and quite frankly, you know, Gerard Burial Sr., he was, he was director of the Connecticut, he was president of the Connecticut Motor Transport Association when I was yep. with him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, these guys, they, they, they uh, like he was yelling at one of our drivers, you should now have a license to drive a nail. Yeah. Now they have, Gar- Ram McNally makes a great GPS. Sure. And is it so the, Garmin has, has the truck app on Right. So you're saying, it, so back, it's back to the fact that it's the tool, Rich. It's not, it's, yeah, it's, you, it's all it is. If you got the right tool, you're going to use the tool correctly. Maybe it'll help you stay off the merit. But if yeah, you, I mean, if you, it is a tool. Yeah. And and the ways and all that stuff, and and uh, you know ways, you know I've got ways on my phone, which yeah. is interesting to use. Does it know if you're driving a Vespa or you're driving an eighteen wheeler? Does it know? It doesn't know whether you're driving that or whatever you're driving. Exactly. Same thing with the uh, Google Google Maps. All right. Would you be smart enough to change the Ways app to say, "Geez, today I'm driving a Vespa, tomorrow I'm driving an eighteen wheeler." Do you think the guys that are not being trained properly would be smart enough to do that so that it would actually? Have have Blumenthal's scenario taken effect? As far as I know, ways you can't change from car or anything else. Well, you can choose a different type of car. They'll let you. They want to know if you're driving an electric car or if you're driving a regular car. They don't have or anything about or walking. Yeah, exactly. But it comes down to this issue. We have to make sure that the users tell the device what type of car you're driving. So, uh, hey, Rich, I appreciate you chiming in. Free education of the, 
of the transportation industry, safety-wise, I was with Praxair. We always had safety meetings yeah. once a month. Yeah. You train these guys, retrain them if need be. Yeah. They can't read a damn sign, then maybe they shouldn't be driving to begin with. I hear you, sir. Let's take them off the road. Thanks, Rich. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So uh, there you go. I'm not sure if uh, Rich agrees with Mr. Blumenthal. He just, he's talking about training. Let's go on to uh, Paul in Litchfield next. Hey, Paul. Good morning. Um, two points real quick. Yes, sir. Number one, I emailed you about a problem with my Facebook uh, something I can video chat. Okay. Um, it's a Windows 10 issue. If in Windows 10 you turn off your microphone, I don't know how I did. Yeah. Um, you cannot video chat. You cannot use Skype. You cannot use Facebook uh, Facebook video messaging. Nothing. Yeah, it makes um, sense because you wouldn't have any microphone to, to, to use the tool. So, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So if somebody suddenly, I mean, and like I said, I don't know what I did because one day I video chatted my son down in Baltimore. The next day I went to video chat my, my daughter up in Rochester, and it keeps telling me, turn on your microphone. Probably is a function your- combination, a function key combination where you've, Inadvertently hit function something that turned off the mic. Uh-huh. Okay. Right, right Bob? It could yeah, it could have a fun you hit a function key in one of the other keys, like just like you said. Yeah. You can mute it. Uh your microphone or your speakers that way. It's a feature. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, as I told you guys before, I know just enough about computers to be very dangerous, but I figured I'd throw that out there in case some other listeners yeah. you know suddenly have the same problem. Now, um going back to a a recurring issue, mm-hmm. um, SBC Global and SNET.net emails and all that. I, yeah. I use email quite a bit. Yeah. And if these, if listeners have it, they need to change it because more than once I've, I've encountered it where it's, the email doesn't work. I call the, the, uh, the homeowner to set an appointment for what I do yeah. for the insurance companies. And I said, Oh, by the way, your email doesn't work. So what do you mean it doesn't work as well? If you send it to SBC Global or whatever it was, I said it bounces back as the mailbox no longer exists. Gotcha. Yeah, for that. So, yeah, it's it's going away. Those and, companies and don't you, exist. And you are not being notified. Mm, well, it's free. Why, who cares? They don't care if they. What are you going to do? Not you're going to still not pay them for the serve for the email. So <laughs> they don't care. You know that's the problem right, with guys, free services. All right, Paul. Any kind of free service like that. I mean, don't expect any kind of extra level of service. It's free. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? When they when they drop them, yeah, they you know they're not going to shed a tear. They kept it going for how many years? And to right. give you time to switch over to something else. Exactly, exactly. All right, we're going to go on to uh, Sandy in West Hartford next. What's going on, Sandy? Oh, hi. How are you? Good. Good. How are you? Um, I had recently gotten my Comcast bill, and it, of course, it's gone up. And yeah. just when I was despairing, should I just? cut the cable. Yeah. I got a thing in the mail for Go Net Speed. You're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. Oh, Sandy, we're so jealous. I know I don't really know what it is. So tell me why you're jealous. Okay, so what Go Net Speed is mm-hmm. is a it's a broadband competitor to your cable provider there in West Hartford. Okay. So you can tell Go Net Speed you'd like their slowest speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a guaranteed price for life. You will never see an increase in your cost. Hmm. Period. You'll be able to p- go ahead and cut the cable, and you're going to pay for uh, internet service from Go NetSpeed as a fiber connection, and then you're going to go ahead and get some streaming technology, whether it be through a Roku, through an Android Shield, or Apple TV, and then you're going you're to get all your TV through that type of device. Uh, your your car.
costs per month are going to drop dramatically. And your, your performance is going to go up dramatically because it's a synchronous fiber connection. I think their slowest speed is 150 megabits up and down for like 50 bucks a month, Sandy. It sounds like almost too good to be true. Actually. I know. That's the problem. It is not too good to be true. It is awesome. <laughs> I mean, it is like the best thing since sliced bread. And so when sliced bread came out, all the bakers said it's too good to be true. They cannot be slicing this bread. And, but eventually people went to sliced bread. This is exactly that. Really? Now, how do they how do they hook it up into your house? Your well, how does that work? They 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 run fiber, which has already been run down your street clearly, because they sent you a letter saying, "Hey, Sandy, yeah. you hook up." They're gonna the last piece of it has to come from the pole. They run a nice fiber line into your home. Okay. And uh, they'll connect it up to a a modem that's going to be designed for the fiber connection. Okay. And. Uh, you're going to have a super high-speed, reliable connection with a price guaranteed for life, probably a third of what you're paying the cable company. And the only thing you're going to pay for, I don't even think there's sales tax on it. I mean, it's just, just a monthly cost. It sounds really, because I was talking to my a friend of mine before I got this little notice in the mail. Yeah. And she said, and I was lamenting the Comcast and how expensive it has gotten. Yeah. And she said to me, oh, she said, I cut the cord and I do, I do Google Stream. Okay. And she pays, I don't know, $50 a month or whatever she pays. Yeah, she's probably playing for YouTube TV. Right, right. But you need an internet connection, and the GoNet speed will punt Comcast completely out of your house. You'll be able to, and just the feeling of doing that, I don't know how it I, is I for most wait. people. Yeah, it's like, oh. <laughs> it's just to send those guys packing yep. is, is such a nice feeling. Okay, okay. Now, the cable that I have that comes from the pole to the house, all that cable work, I don't need any of that. Well, they, you won't be using it, correct. They're okay. going to, uh, GoNets people will be running their own fiber line to your home. And one last thing. Right now I have, um, you know, I have cable and, net, you know, yeah. uh, internet. I'm yeah. And then I have boosters throughout the house because I have a different level house. Yeah. Well, I need that with the net speed to keep that. So you'll need your, you need to use your Wi-Fi uh, boosters or your access points to your home, yes, to set to to uh, to use the GoNet speed in your home because your home obviously is a certain size. Right, right. Uh, that doesn't change anything. Think of this as your water pipe, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You're you're going from, but the beauty here is you're able to go from a very expensive water pipe known as Comcast to a very cheap one known as GoNet speed. All of the other things stay the same, and the price and then the go net speed is guaranteed for life. I mean, you you win, Sandy. You win. I promise you, you win. I am very excited. Okay. I'm excited for you, and I can't wait till it comes to Southington. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I've seen the trucks around West Carpet, but yeah. I didn't realize what they were doing. Well, okay. you you enjoy. I gotta go. Well, okay, thanks a lot. You're at. Okay. Bye bye. We'll see it. We'll be right back after the news. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tad. We have two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Do you have a way to fix the whole Merritt Parkway trucks on the Merritt Parkway issue that doesn't require some sort of massive amount of programming that Mr. Blumenthal wants Waze and Google and Apple to do? do you, is there a more practical, simple way? I mean, TJ had the idea of simply putting up a gantry. I mean, we are going to be the gantry state here. Uh, put up a gantry with a nice PVC headache bar hanging down there at, the, at just about the height where a bridge would be, and just have that PVC whack that truck. Guy's going to be like, oh, wait a minute. I may not be able to fit through here. Well, I a couple have of a, gantries. I, I have mean, a question. Cheap. Yeah. If these gantries and the readers 
mm. can actually read the plates and they yeah. take a picture. Yeah. Can't they tell whether or not something is a car or a truck? I'm sure the gantry could, yeah, but it still doesn't stop a truck from driving into the bridge abutment. Well, that's true. We want to stop him from driving. See, Blumenthal wants he's he's got a computer a commuter problem, right? He doesn't want to be stuck in traffic, so he doesn't want the truck to be jammed up underneath a bridge, which we all don't want, right? So, and there's a ninety dollar fine, which clearly is too low because clearly there's too many people that are just banging into bridges, and some somehow he thinks that Waze and Google and Apple are going to fix this problem, but the problem is the driver, if they're not smart enough to read the sign probably would not update their GPS app to say I'm driving a, a, a large vehicle today, not a Vespa. I mean, I just contend they would not be smart enough to do that. Otherwise, they wouldn't have hit the bridge in the first place. Mm. <laughs> it's just me. I mean, it's not easy to drive. I couldn't drive a truck. I mean, I can't. It's too big. You could. No, I couldn't. I couldn't. No, couldn't. no, that's a mental I could drive thing. it straight. You, you put a mental block right in front of yourself. I'm telling you, you could do it. If you stuck a truck and pointed it in a direction, I could drive it forward. Any kind of backing up or turning, no. I'll well, run over all sorts of curves. One of our CSRs <laughs> said they could never drive an RV because they're too big. Yeah. And I got talked to her. She used to drive a school bus. There's no difference in the size between a school bus and an RV. That's true. Maybe it is a mental thing here. <laughs> All right, let's go on to your calls. We're going to go to Nathan in West Hartford next. Hey, Nathan, what's up? Hey, good morning. How are you? Good, good. How are you, sir? Good. Um, hey, thanks for the info about the GoNet speed. I live in West Hartford as well, so I didn't realize that. So oh, great. if you have access to it, you're going to love it, I promise you. Yeah, yeah. So um, the two questions. One, uh, I have a 2015 uh, MacBook Pro 13-inch. Um, it's got a... Uh, let's see, uh, 250 solid-state hard drive, i5 processor with, I think, a 2.3 gigahertz. Okay, so about and seven years old, though, right? Yeah, it, it says it's a 2015. Oh, 15. 15. model. Okay. Yeah, 15. So my question is, it's got a broken screen. Yeah. So, so my, hmm, how much they want to charge you to fix it? Well, I took it to a local guy. He said he didn't think it was worth it. He charged me $30 for the evaluation. He was very honest. It was a guy in uh, Newington. Okay. And, uh, and he told me he didn't think. Um, but I'm looking at my 13-year-old son. You know, he's going to be going to high school. So I'm wondering. It's got. I looked on eBay, and a screen runs between three to $400. Yeah. And I could probably change it myself yeah. you know, with some videos online. I'm just wondering how many more years you think I'd get out of that. So, I mean, Apple makes a good product generally. Um, it's mostly made up of Intel, IBM, PC components, but we won't go there. Uh, <laughs> it, so, But it's a good quality product. I don't know that I would spend that much money, though, for a 13-year-old. I mean, if you spent about four or $500 on a Windows-based PC for your 13-year-old, they're going to get a current machine that's going to give you maybe four or five years of service guaranteed as long as they take care of it, versus the five-plus-year-old machine that you're putting this money into that... You know, if nothing else goes wrong, you win. Uh, it's hard to say what's going to break next. Yeah. So okay. it's it's really hard to predict. And the person that was giving you that advice, you know, seems to be on the same line as us. I mean, we you know, we hate seeing people spend money, good money after bad. After if if it's if it's a five plus six plus year old machine, it starts to get diminishing returns. So how did the screen get broke? <laughs> My daughter left it on the floor, and somebody stepped on it. Oh, brother. Yeah. Yeah, I was not very happy about that. Now, if she's paying for was, it, the math changes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was my older daughter. I got her that when she, because she graduated high school, I got her as a freshman. Nice. I got it for her. And it was supposed to last her, you know, 
through college because they said about eight years, seven to eight years you're going to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And and then she leaves it on the floor and so forth. So I was not very happy about yeah, that. Yeah, well, again, so. so she's a graduated college working woman now, right? Well, no, she's in college now. Oh. Computers, uh, she's a freshman in college. So I had a, I ended up picking her up another one because she had to have it for college. Mm. So Convenient. I, I had this other one laying around, and I was thinking about giving it to her brother. Yeah, for, yeah. For, so uh, that's why I was looking at that. I so. got you. Well, it's hard for us to predict, but I don't think I would spend the money on it, on repairing it. I would look at a IBM-based solution only because they're cheaper. And if somebody yeah. steps on them, you don't feel as bad. You know, my niece, yeah, know. My niece had, a, uh, had a, a laptop that she had at college, and one of the roommates decided they wanted to open the window in the dorm. And that laptop was on the was on the do- the desk, and they stepped on the on the laptop and broke the screen to get up to the window. To get to up open. to the window, they can't uh, step over it. They couldn't move it. They, they had to step on it. On it. Yeah. Wow! So yeah. there you go. We can't step over these laptops. We got to step on them. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and Apple products, as you said, are not cheap. So no, you can buy two. Uh, or, I mean, that's one of the reasons I'm not a big fan of Apple. I mean, it's the the price, the premium they charge. You know, it's like you know, it's like computing with a Gucci. You know, purse type of thing. You know, you get that extra cachet. They're a trillion dollar company. Microsoft is too, uh, but I don't know. That's part of my problem with Apple. I, it's just their cost. I, yeah, I kind of like the product because of the integration between my phone, my watch, my pad, my iPad. You know, yeah. the integration is very seamless. That's why I use it a lot for work yeah. uh, as well. And plus, I have to admit, my old MacBook I gave to my sister, and it's ten years old and still running strong. She oh yeah. It, so. Oh yeah. So yeah. they, they, uh, they're pretty good. Yeah. All right. So basically, you're thinking if I can get something between maybe for around, if I can find a used screen for around 200 bucks, it might be worth it. But other than that, probably not. Right. Yeah. Okay. All and right. uh, Nathan, go netspeed.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've definitely got to look it up because um, I'm doing a 600 megabyte service through Comcast. Why? And it's 100. Well, because I've got four kids. That's okay. I got, I got, I got three kids. Go ahead. They stream. Yeah, so do uh, mine. They do the, um, the uh, what's it called? Um, the gaming. The yeah, the gaming. So just so you know, so, Nathan, you don't need any of that bandwidth. That six hundred megabit bandwidth is all marketing baloney. Yeah, the cost difference between the what is it? I think the last one was four fifty. I think they said. Yeah. But it was like three dollar difference. The key is the key. We all have to make sure we focus on these broadband companies. Is we don't need to be paying for something we don't need. So six hundred megabits. Okay. If you go to GoNetSpeed and you look at their one fifty meg package, I guarantee you, you're just as happy for so fifty bucks a month. You're paying for the six hundred fifty megabits, and they they you don't need a third of that or a quarter of that. Right. Because I had two hundred at Comcast. Yeah. And the were complaining it was lagging it's not that so, that's not the problem though nate that's that's what they have you believe my kids are all okay. running high speed over a 80 what am i running 65 megabit connection three boys wow. trust me they would complain okay. like anybody else if you don't have a good infrastructure behind the connection you know think about it actually i heard uh, somebody talking about uh todd was talking about low flow uh Shower heads, right? This is exactly it, right? So if you think about your pipe coming in from your water company, that's your one-inch main. That's what, that's what would be for your, your internet connection. 
But if your shower still is dripping out real slow because they put a resistor on it, it means that shit, the head is the problem, right? Not your internet connection, not your, and that the internet companies want you to think it's your pipe from the road that is your problem. No, it's your stuff behind it that's your problem. But the water meter only has a half-inch pipe, by the way. Whatever it is. I never can remember. (laughs) So you're talking basically, because I did get a gaming wireless router for them. Okay. Uh, So so what could be the problem? Because I noticed a huge difference when I went from the 200 to the 600. All the kids said everything was great. Yeah, well, it's it's all smoke and mirrors, my friend. Okay. I promise right, you that it is. That, yeah. yeah, bandwidth is not your problem. You you would be very happy to start with the smallest amount of bandwidth, 150 megabits. You'll stream to your heart's content, game to your heart's content. Um, the bandwidth is not an issue at 150, I promise you. Now, is that hardwired or is that wireless? So wireless, depending on the, uh, the actual protocol you're using, will deliver X, Y, or Z bandwidth performance. So 5G, uh, if you're running the 5G uh SSID, then you're looking at you know gigabit performance, right, within your network, but you're only yeah. paying for 600 megabits, so you're not you're already getting half of what you're paying for, anyways. Uh, I see. So it, it's all a matter of internal versus external. If you have a good router, yes, that's important, and then of course each of the devices has to be capable of deli- of receiving the data smoothly, having good buffer and good good technology, so that you're actually using it properly. And don't forget that you have to have or you should have Cat six cables. Running between your internet connection, your your uh, demarcation point, and your router, because if you have an old Cat five cable, it's only hundred megabits. It's only hundred megabits. That's all it's going to go. Uh, I know it's pretty old, so yeah. I mean, look at your cables. If they say okay. Cat five, replace them. Cat five e, eh, maybe you should. Right, they're always going to try to market you more because all the cable companies have is that. That's all yeah, they can well, say. I, can't, I mean, I can't stay in Comcast though. Anyway, that's why. Uh, one quick uh, other question I'll let you go is I have two screens that I set up for my son for a gaming system. So the question I have, is there any way to take their gaming system and have half one screen display half the product and the other? So if I put them together, it looks like a huge widescreen. Yeah, that's how you configure the display. So you can configure the display in a mirror mode or an expanded mode. So if you configure the if you go to the display settings of how you set the screens up, you're either expanding the screen to be Ex- across two extended, extended. Desktop. Sorry, yep, good point, Bob. Extended the screen, or you're going to mirror the screens. Um, but look at your display settings. You want to extend it. Can you do that with a gaming platform like PS4 or Xbox? Uh, no, not that I know oh, of. Oh, so it, so it only have to be through a computer then. A computer can do it, yeah, but Xbox, PS4, yeah. they're designed to output to one big, to one screen, so buy a big screen. 4K yeah, screens these days are cheap. Yeah, yeah, I had two TVs laying around, and I had a setup for them, and uh, one of them moved to a different room, so that's why I was questioning if I could do that with their gaming system. So yeah, um, no, you can't. Okay, okay. So I didn't. I couldn't find anything online. That's why I wanted to ask you guys if you knew of anything. Sure. So, okay. All right, very good. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Nathan. I was at uh, Costco last week, yep. and I was kind of shocked. It seemed like the big screen TVs now, yeah, yeah. not the super big ones, but the, you know, the 50-inch or, yeah. so, or so, yep. seems like almost almost the same price as the like the little 20-inch ones. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. We're gonna With sit- 4K! <laughs> yeah. We're going to step out for a quick break. we got Danny, John, and Gail on the line. One line open for you, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. 
And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11 o'clock, and then Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds, giving you a second opinion on your health advice. I do have to bring this up. I know the lines are all jammed up. It's, it's great. You guys are awesome for calling in. However, i got to bring this up. So the NSA reported a major Windows 10 security flaw the same day Windows 7 support ended. So just as you've busted your heinies to get your Windows 7 out of there and get ready for the fact that you're no longer going to get security updates and you moved everything over to Windows 10, the NSA goes and says, oh, by the way, Microsoft has a huge, huge problem with Windows 10 security flaw. Yes, you can't make it up. But then if you've listened to this show for long enough, you knew that this was going to happen, right? I mean, you almost could have predicted it. You almost could have said, you know, just as the last day of Windows 7 support happens and I've spent my thousands and thousands of dollars for my company to upgrade to Windows 10, i got to think Microsoft's going to have a huge problem with Windows 10 the next day, right? I mean, you, you probably have, it's almost a drinking game these days when it comes down to how many times you're going to say Microsoft's going to have a problem with their operating system. You know what I mean? It's just insanity. So there must be a lot of drunk people around. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put the link up here for you, but it's, it's rare. This is a rare NSA warning. Uh, it's a humongous security flaw. Update your Windows 10. I know now that you've upgraded your machine to Windows 7, from Windows 7 to 10, you're all set to go to make sure you patch it further to protect from this massive oh, <laughs> security flaw. Ginormous. Yeah, you can't make <laughs> it up. Flaw. You can't make it up. It's just amazing. Let's go to Gail and Winstead next. What's going on, Gail? Um, hi, Eric and Bob. Hey, what's hi. up? So, um, worried about security here, and I uh, went and bought a financial computer. Oh, okay, good. Um, and I've been, actually, I've had it sitting around for about six months. All right. But um, it's a Windows 10 mm-hmm. model, and I started setting it up, and it's got, you know, open DNS. Good. Um, I put on. But. I'm thinking of programs to put on that I would use on this computer. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering, you know, on my old computer, I use Malwarebytes and CC Cleaner. Mm -hmm. And every program I put on now opens another window of insecurity. Um, (laughs) What what do I need to put on? Mm. What should I put on? I'd like to get Excel on there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you can put applications like Word and Excel on there. That's fine. Um, but uh, antivirus tools, we recommend WebRoot. Um, so I would not use Malwarebytes as a normal monitoring tool. I would only use it as remediation. And because you're only going to be using this computer for financial work, mm-hmm. and you're not, you're not going to go ahead and surf recipes or what have you on this thing, you're going to just use it for your financial work and then shut it down after you update it, right? Correct, correct. Yeah, so just get antivirus running, which is a good, you know, WebRoot is a good antivirus tool, and that's all I would do. Um, OpenDNS, of course, and then WebRoot. Those are the two basics, and as long as you don't use it for anything else, I would not put email on it, I wouldn't put any kind of messaging on it, I wouldn't use Facebook on it, I wouldn't do anything else. The moment you do, all of a sudden it's more vulnerable. Right, and I'd like to put Quicken on it. Yeah, of course, it's your financial computer, yep. Um. All right. So those would be uh, those would be the the things to do, and it would be as safe as anyone could yeah. possibly be. Well, given, did I say that? Given um, <laughs> it's unsafe to start with. There you go. Now you're in my my court. Yeah, it's as safe as you can as you can be for what you're trying to do. Yeah, the problem is a lot of programs um, you can only get at the web. I know there's yeah. there's some programs, or else the convenience is so great. 
using the web versus having to call in. Right. Uh, the key will be there when those hosts uh, are responsible for our data. Uh, that security will finally be improved, you know. But for now, it is what it is. So if you've got a your financial planning software is out on the web, nothing I can do about it. You're going to have to use it out there. Um, it is what it is. Should I use um, Firefox as my browser? That's a good tool, yep. Um, you want to be more secure. There's others out there. Um, uh, what is it? I'm trying to think of the more private browsers that are out there. We can put some links out there for you for some more private browsers. Is it Duck? DuckDuckGo Duck, Duck, Duck is a the search engine. search engine, but yeah, where's the, the private browser that's out there? There's a more private. There's a couple of other private browsers that are that say they're not going to do anything with your data. But Firefox is a good option, yeah. Okay, and I Windows 10 comes with um, the uh, um, the Windows browser. You'll have the Edge browser, which has been upgraded to more of a Chromium style browser, like like Chrome. So uh, I don't know that I would use that. I would stay away from anything with Microsoft. There's uh, Safari, Brave, uh, Chromium, Epic, uh, Firefox Focus, Tor Browser, Waterfox. I would stay away from the Tor Browser, only because that's dealing with the dark web. But yeah, Firefox is probably fine. Okay. All right, Gail. I got to go. Could I ask a quick question? You have have to hold those. Is that okay? Okay. All right. I'm going to hold Gail over, and we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online after we have a, an opening. Everything we've talked about has been posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com, the name of the show.com, which also works. Also, if you follow us on Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg deems the news worthy, you might let it into your Facebook feed. And if for some reason you have time for Twitter, I have no idea how much you ha- how you have time for Twitter, you follow us at Tab Computer Sys, so we'll get into that news feed as well. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 